1: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ.
2: Three o'clock in Kansas City, I'm Dan Weinbaum. Shortages of the new RSV vaccine for infants reported nationwide. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre made comments today on whether drug companies have made any commitments to speed up production.
3: That is going to be uh, conversations that are going to continue from, not just from this week, moving forward to make sure that those needs are met and we have the vaccines, the RSV vaccines that families need.
2: Jackson County Assessor Gail mccann Beatty not happy with the state auditor's report that says that she and the county broke the law with its recent property valuations She claims the audit was politically motivated and says her office was obligated to bring assessments to current market value.
4: We understand that this has been a long, difficult process for the public. Um, I understand that they don't see my perspective that this is for the benefit of everyone in the long run.
2: Now, attorneys say that property owners do need to pay their taxes on time while they go through the appeals process. A big recall for Honda and Acura drivers...
0: Owners won't be officially notified until February, but Honda announcing it is recalling 2.6 million Honda and
5: Acura vehicles, a wide array of models from years 2017 to 2020. The worry is the fuel pump may fail, causing the engine to stall while driving, which could lead to a crash.
0: It'll be fixed by dealerships for free. It comes one day after Toyota announced it's recalling a million Toyota and Lexus vehicles because airbags might not trigger. Alex
5: Stone, ABC News.
2: Riverside official have passed a rezoning for a large tract of land and approved development plans for a 15,000-seat open-air amphitheater. It could take about 18 months to build. The site of the Live Nation venue would be on 135 acres at Horizons Parkway and 635 right next to the levee and include 5,200 parking spots, 200 rideshare stalls, and 240 toilets. At just more than 15,000 seats, And closer to downtown KC, the venue has the potential to attract big-name music artists and compete with the older but slightly larger Sandstone Amphitheater in Bonner Springs. And now to a story about clowns. Four people hired to entertain at birthday parties and other events claim they were clowned by their clown agency. A group of clowns hired to entertain say their working conditions were no-joke. They're suing New York-based Clowns.com in federal court, alleging the company mischaracterized their employment status as independent contractors and by doing so did not pay them the hourly wages and overtime they were owed. Clowns.com did not respond to New York's Newsday. Brian Clark, ABC News. Not as humorous as we thought that might be. KMBC, traffic and weather together, coming up next.
1: All right, welcome on back to Dana and Park. Scott's running out to see if we can get a uh, sports guy to join us here for just a second. I saw this on Twitter last night, and my head about exploded because when we talk about the Chiefs, uh, there has been one player that has a near-perfect year, and that is our kicker, Harrison Butker. And you remember the last game? It's not Tony? Uncharacteristically shockingly, missed an extra point kick. And when it happened, I think collectively, everyone in the world was like, what just happened? Butker does not miss the extra point kick.
2: No matter where he is.
1: Yeah, if he was like at 60 yards out, I can see, well, he tried, no big deal. But I think, and he kind of had a look on his face like, what the heck? Did you see Scott Parks? Why he missed that kick? And I think they need to give him that point back.
2: Now, they were in Boston, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. They were in Boston. New
5: England.
1: But, oh, this makes me so mad. Whoa, 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 whoa.
5: But teams get to use their own balls. Okay. Mm.
1: That the NFL provides them for the game. So it turns out, well, and this, no, this started. I, I, yes, I, I, don't,
5: I don't think that's right. Yes,
1: this started. Let me look flat balls. I, I, I think this started teams- seeping out on Twitter last night. Okay. Okay. Kind of like air out of a ball. Yeah, exactly like that. (laughs) Like it was being deflated. (laughs) Listen to this from Sports Illustrated, but you can find it anywhere because now everyone is, like, all completely up in arms, as we should be. The (laughs) kicking balls. Grab your pitchforks. Do you know the balls are different for kickers than the game balls? They're called kicking balls, Scott. Those are the ones that they kick. I didn't know that. I learned something new every day about football. I think
2: they're called footballs.
1: The kicking balls in the Chiefs versus Patriots game were reportedly not inflated enough, which is why that is at least a partial explanation. I think it's the whole explanation for Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker's first miss of the year. Okay.
5: But I think that the ball provided to Harrison Butker
1: is provided to him by the Chiefs. You are wrong. I'm pretty sure because I read this last night, but it was late. Okay. At the end of the Chiefs' first offensive possession – Butker missed a 39 yard field goal. Following that, the Patriots rookie kicker, Chad Ryland, missed a field goal attempt from 41 yards out. A 35 yard punt from Tommy Townsend also raised questions, although most of the time simply chalked it up to possible wind swirling. Uh uh. What wind in the Mm-mm. atmosphere? It was the wind inside the damn ball. Mm. In a recent report, it's revealed that the kicking balls were not inflated properly. In the first half of last Sunday's game.
2: And it it happened up there in New England.
1: I know, right? Mm -hmm. It appears to be a mistake on the officials' part. Because the balls are supposed to be 13.5 pounds, whatever. square inch. They were 11.
2: Makes a difference.
1: Instead of 13.5. The underinflated footballs, of course, don't travel as well. Especially with the weather the way it was on Sunday. And that is why he missed.
5: You really believe that?
2: I wonder if Tom Brady was lurking around the stadium.
1: Hmm. Scott? Mm. Bill Belichick was. Butker hasn't missed in a year. One of the field goals. Do you remember the moment that that kickoff went 35 yards and everyone was like, wait a minute, did they just literally kick off only 35 yards? That literally impacted the game. I understand, but again,
5: (laughs) and maybe somebody knows better than I do, it is my understanding That when the Chiefs go on the field, okay, whether it is to kick a field goal or to go, you know, three and out or whatever, or score a touchdown, that the ball that they
1: are using comes from their sideline. No. Yes. It is from the NFL. The (laughs) balls provided by the NFL, Uh, according to multiple sources. Then No. The footballs provided by the NFL, that are saved and meant for each team's kicking units were underinflated by two pounds. After team complaints, because I'm sure when Butker kicked it, he was like, that didn't feel right. Officials took what they call the K balls into the locker room where they were discovered to weigh 11 pounds instead of 13.5. So,
5: okay, I, I am not going to keep beating this dead horse, but I'm telling you what I know. The teams provide their own balls. The NFL, through the officials, go into the locker room or whatever before the game, and they check for the pressure in the balls. But this is so weird. How how do I not laugh through this?
1: Whose job is it to put the air in the balls? It's not the Chiefs. Well, I think it's the team, and
5: then they have to get it approved by the officials. But if, if... Patrick Mahomes is throwing a football on the field, and Travis Kelsey is catching that football. That football is provided by the Chiefs. And then it's up to the NFL through the officials to make sure that those balls, <laughs> I don't know why it makes <laughs> me laugh, but, but Scott, are
1: properly inflated. Kn- look, I know that you are trying To split this hair, but you're (laughs) splitting it incorrectly. Everything I am reading says the balls provided by the NFL. It says officials, and it doesn't say team officials. It says NFL officials. I'm looking at Bleacher Report right now. Right. Then how did the Patriots deflate their own balls? Well, I think maybe since then, it's like, um, we're going to handle this for you. (laughs) That's my guess. We got it. Yeah. We're good. I would be furious if I was Harrison Butker. He had a perfect record until that kick.
5: Uh, by the way, somebody says kickers are not allowed to touch the balls off the field. That is patently
1: untrue. Not the actual game balls they're supposed to kick with. I, I bet that that is true.
5: Okay,
2: I'm. I'm going to assume that the teams all bring a bunch of balls and they give them to the officials. And do they mix them up and just put them in a big old bag and then
1: just put the balls the bag? Them the officials they have them in their sack, aka the NFL officials reportedly inflated the balls to their proper level at halftime but the damage had already been done. Okay. Okay. Listen to this. Reportedly the Patriots suspected something was off when Butker, who has forced a touchback on 87.1% of his kickoffs this season, only reached the 3-yard line. Well,
5: and you're telling me though that when 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 Harrison Butker goes out onto the field and he's we got to be careful here, No, Dave. we
1: don't. Why aren't you angry about this like I am? I was furious be, when I read this last night. Because I'm not.
5: Uh, be, because I think this is a Chiefs mistake. No, and not it an NFL. is not. And
1: Listen, you're
5: telling me when Harrison Butker is squeezing these balls and putting them on the tee. That he would not have been able to, to notice that it? it was two pounds. I, I, I mean, a guy who has...
1: I, I I'm gonna tell Touch you this these I think the teams did, but by halftime they were like, Can we check? Officials came back out and were like, Whoops, it was eleven and not thirteen five. And, and Here's the rule book. Okay. The NFL rulebook states each team gets twelve primary balls and twelve backup balls that become available for testing two hours fifteen minutes before kickoff, with each ranging within this limit between twelve five and thirteen five. However, six balls are held back exclusively for kicking.
5: So those are the backup balls.
1: Yes, and stored separately in the official's locker room. Those balls are supposed to be weighed independently. This resulted in neither team being aware of the problem until the opening kick.
5: hmm And so when Harrison Butker is going up to kick off that ball and he's putting
1: it on the, on the tee, he doesn't realize... He's focusing on 100 different other things. The wind speed, he always does this with his hand. He points... You know, you just assumed the I, I, NFL did its job. But but would, would you not know if this was your j- career? Between 11 and 13.5, we would need a football player to call in and tell us. That's why I wanted you to go get Binkley. Would you know the difference between an 11 and a 13.5? The Patriots noticed, A, they were bouncing weirdly. B, Butker was so short. And C, he never misses and he missed. I cannot. You are not a true loyal fan. I,
5: I am a true loyal fan. I was fan. so mad trying. when I
1: read this last night. I, why? Because the game is all about that ball. And the one thing the NFL could do correctly is make sure the one thing you need to play the game is done the right way before they hand it off to the teams. The Chiefs won. Why would I be upset? Well, Butker's record was ruined. Can you okay. imagine if this happened in a Super Bowl? I mean, I'm just saying. And the and the Chiefs won? I don't think we No, would... no. Any of the team. I mean, th- we had one kickoff. It was a kickoff, wasn't it? That went 35 yards. And it was the it was the opposing team. Sorry, it was. Okay. You, you don't think that they on Monday were like, now wait a minute. What if that had gone uh, 60 so, yards? So the ball
5: deflation was equal on both sides. Theoretically, for the kickers, but, it was. But didn't do well. He missed one. And the Patriots kicker kicked a kickoff for 35 yards. What, what? I, I cannot n- believe you're not more upset
1: about this. I, I'm not upset at all. You don't think the one job the NFL has is to make sure the balls are the correct PSI or whatever it is? This it's is a, literally, guy. You got one job, and that's to make sure and it's at thirteen five.
5: You screwed it up.
2: Hmm. It is a scandal.
1: It's not
2: of the highest level.
5: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not upset. The Chiefs won. Who cares? All right. Like if Man City was playing a game against Man U. And they found out that the soccer ball was not inflated to the proper level, but Man City won. I wouldn't care.
1: (laughs) All right, I will reserve my anger for both of us, and we will just say moving forward, we hope that multi bajillion dollar industry that is also somehow a charitable organization correctly inflates their balls. Well, it's it's a a non for profit. Yes,
5: (laughs) it's a not for profit. You know, they they dedicate a lot
1: of their money to (laughs) charitable organizations. When we get back, okay. (laughs) a friend of mine watching the Chiefs game. That very game that we're talking about when her doorbell rings. And this happened in Lawrence. And the entire topic this hour is what happened on the other side of that door. It was a stranger on the other side of the door. Stranger danger. During a Chiefs game, red flag number one. And I want to know what would you do if okay. this person came to your door? It happened to a good friend of mine this last uh, Sunday, and we'll talk about it straight ahead.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Okay, so I get this uh, text from a friend of the program. The other day when we were talking about a homeless issue, in one of the cities that that we serve here. And it's the first time I've ever heard of this happening in in Lawrence or or Kansas City, but I'm sure if this has happened to her that this has happened to some of our listeners, Scott. She writes, Dana, on Sunday, while I was watching the Chiefs game with a friend, I heard a knock at my door. She opened the door. Mm -mm. It was a homeless person asking for a ride To the library. Now, mind you, my car is in the garage. I don't have anything that would indicate at that point whether I was home or not, but we now routinely have homeless people knocking on our doors asking for rides to different places. This is the second time something like this has happened to me. The other time, I was driving out of my area where my home is and somebody waved me down and asked, Would I take them to the grocery store? So needless to say I agree that we do have a problem with this issue in Lawrence which everybody knows. We're not uncovering any new ground there. No. At the point that they are knocking on residents' doors, you got a problem. You've got a problem. Yeah.
5: Mhm. And I told you we were in Lawrence about 2-3 weeks ago and we had heard you and I had heard about the homeless problem in Lawrence. I had not seen it up close and personal until we were in Lawrence two, three weeks ago. They are everywhere.
1: Okay, but when did this start that they are knocking on private well, residences saying I need help? Because, you know, someone comes to my door and knocks, homeless or not, or addicted or not, and says, can, can I get in your car and you take me somewhere? I am calling 911. It's a hard no. Imme- no I, I would call police. Yeah. It would scare me to death that someone came to my door and there were no cars parked out front. That's important to me, Mm. that her car was in the garage, no windows on the garage, no way to know whether there's anyone home. And 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 somebody knocks on the door and says, will you get me a ride somewhere? No, I don't feel like being murdered today. I'm sorry. One of the homeless people suffering with addiction issues several months ago chased down an older couple with a machete. Scott, why would why would your friend even answer the door? I mean, this is why I don't.
5: I know. This is why I... You guys because you know what? She is
1: a good person.
5: I'm a good person who doesn't answer the and door. And she
1: said, I felt guilty saying, no, I can't give you a ride anywhere. Did, I, no, whoa, I'm whoa, not... Whoa, 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 She said she felt guilty. Did she give him a ride? No. Huh. Single woman home watching the Chiefs game? No, I'm not giving anyone a ride that I... know. Then, then why even answer the door? Well, because you're assuming and maybe it's the UPS guy. I don't know. The last thing I would ever assume, it, it was a stranger saying, can you drive me from point A to point B? The, 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 when, There's a safety issue there.
5: When I hear a knock on my door, I assume it's a stranger. Nobody knocks on my door that I'm expecting. 913-586-7798. Anthony in Roland Park. Anthony, hello. How
6: you guys doing? You doing all right? Hi, yes, good. Go. Oh, hi, oh, Anthony. Oh, hi, Anthony. Hello. Yeah, I just I, I turned on the radio and I was like, man, I want to talk to these guys. I love talking to you guys. Oh, uh, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, and then I just was hearing what you were talking about. Yeah, I would never let anyone get in my car or give them a ride or let them in my if I don't know them, I don't care. It's you just can't trust people these days at all. You know what I mean? And like even back in the seventies, man. Man, they have serial killers everywhere, right? People are saying, oh, you know, anyone will do anything to scam anybody to get something, right? To fill whatever need they have. So yeah. I don't. I would never answer the door to anyone. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm looking out my blinds I'm, I'm on my people and I got my dog. So she'll, she'll certainly, my dog can like, you know how dogs are really good at like sensing whether they're a good person? Do you, do yes, you have parents, right? yes. And, and, and that, like, I let my dog come up and be super nice to people who she likes, but if she gets a feeling, her, she goes up, her back hairs go up, and she's growling, and I'm like, yeah, right, I know it, I know it. So I would not do that at all. in No way. No way.
5: See, and you guys all said I was crazy all no. those years. All well, those I said years, you're crazy, but for a
1: variety of reasons, not necessarily
5: years, that I, I way. Would, I would GI Joe my way to the front door, and you guys thought I was crazy. Uh, Ryan in Parkville. Ryan, hello.
7: Hey, how's it going guys? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I, uh, I it's just a quick question. I just I, I find it interesting that people and the problem has to get to people's front door before they realize it's a problem that's Bing, been in the city and, hmm. and, and all over the place for years. Mental health is a big contributor and you know, there's a not a conspiracy theory, but back in the seventies, you know, they discontinued a lot of these mental health facilities and programs and the people bill burr has a really good skin on the people are just they're running the streets and i mean it's a, it's a matter of time before it gets on people's doors but i really hate that it has to come to that i wish people could, could realize it and be pro- proactive towards it you know mm. these are human beings we're talking about
1: ryan it's a great point Amen. because let me tell you if you live in lawrence you know that this is an issue but he's right this was an issue maybe over there downtown or over there behind johnny's which it shouldn't be an issue there either but until someone comes knocking on your door mm. and says, I'm part of this homeless encampment, I need to ride somewhere, it would freak me out.
5: 913-586-7798.
1: And I feel guilty about that. And
5: what do we do about
1: it? I I can't be in homeless Uber. I, I can't, no, no I can't. you cannot. My life and time... Is, and, is for the children and, and, and making sure they grow up and be responsible, well, kind human beings.
5: Well, and, and
1: and, to my own safety so that, that I can ensure those things.
5: And, and I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but the, the, the homeless problem is a legitimate problem. And we've, we've talked about it countless times on this program. And the solution to which, I don't know that we'll ever really know the answer. But when they start knocking, they, when... Homeless people start knocking on your door. They have breached the sanctity of your house. That's exactly right.
1: And you can't have that. Which is different than, hey, can you spare a dollar for a cheeseburger That's or a right. beer? Or, or, when you're I, walking downtown, or it's completely and, different. And you're
5: playing a guitar, you're playing some drums or whatever on the sidewalk, and you want a buck or two bucks or whatever. Okay, okay. But when you knock on my door, You have breached the sanctity of my home. And I can't have that. 913-586-7798 here on Dana and Parks. So we're talking about Dana's friend in Lawrence who was at home. Car was in the garage. She was minding her own business. And there's a knock on the door. That knock on the door is from a homeless person. Lawrence has obviously a homeless problem. And they're asking for a ride. I'm sorry? Excuse me? Uh, let's go to Jim in Topeka. Jim, hello.
8: Yes, and from the sounds of it that she got bothered more than once, I think we counted up to three times by by different individuals kind of asking for the same thing. And I'm beginning to wonder if they haven't revived the old system of marking a place for who would hand things out to them. Having lived along the railroad tracks and had the, the hobos and bums going through there, there was a series of symbols that they would mark in places that would identify your place as a friendly or not friendly or what was available and not available. We looked and couldn't find them, but there are those that know that essential language and that essential symbol deal. And I'm wondering if that's beginning to be revived because that's the third time she's been bothered in the, in the same area. Uh, So we might have to start looking into situations like that. And that's one of the things that about the homeless and some of those people that, that we don't know or understand yet.
5: Jim do appreciate the call. Let me read you this text. Uh, From 2924, Dana. I can fix the problem. Hmm. Stop giving out free services. Stop giving out free food. Stop giving out free clothes. Stop giving these people places to go. Stop catering to their laziness and inability to conform to normal everyday life. If they have mental issues, they don't need to be in society. They need to be in a facility that can take care of them.
1: Where would that be? We don't have those.
5: We, not anymore. No, we don't.
1: We not did. in the way and in the numbers we would need them, and it would take billions and billions of dollars to bring those facilities back. And I'm not saying we don't um,
5: facilities that we got rid of back in the 80s. Yes. So what do we do? I mean, we we have had this conversation oh, about the homeless God. for months. And I have, I have made the argument, and I stand by it, that we cannot solve this problem. It is an unsolvable problem. And I hate that. But I don't know what the answer is. Uh, uh, until or unless we are willing to pump millions and millions and millions
1: of dollars into putting the homeless... In treatment facilities against their will... Let's be honest. To, to do it, you would have to go back to we're going to institutionalize those yes, that is correct. who are a danger to themselves or others.
5: <clears throat> that is correct.
1: And I don't know that America has the appetite for that, Scott. 913-586. Who's going to round them up? And I use that word, round them up. And then put them where? Against their will.
5: Well, they, they've tried rounding them up in Lawrence and putting them out back of Johnny's. And yet I'm in Lawrence. It's been a disaster. I, I, I was in Lawrence two weeks ago. And they're back on Mass Street. They're not hanging out in the back of uh, of Johnny's. They're hanging out at 9th and Mass. 913-586-7798. Barb. Hey, Barb. Hi, Eileen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you.
3: Uh, And I'm real proud of you, and I love you both dearly. And uh, the thing is, I do not understand, like you were talking about a while ago. Oh, by the way, how's the dog? Oh, she's doing okay.
5: You talking about oh, Odie it. or are you talking about Stella?
3: They're both doing okay. Well, the, well both of them. You know, I, I yeah. heard you say that one had a seizure and the other one, I was just wondering how they were doing.
5: Uh, Odie, had, but, Odie did have a seizure. He's doing okay. Yep, back to peeing all over everything, and Barb. S- Stella's back to being 13 and, and pooping all over the house.
3: Well, you know, but now uh, her dog didn't get hit or anything in the head or anything, did she? Because no. see, sometimes they have seizures when they injure themselves, and and you don't know that, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but, I don't uh, think so, Barb.
3: Okay. Well, anyway, I just uh, I I had a story I wanted to tell you. Well, two of them actually. I'll make them short. But my mom used to, you know, we had a car- restaurant in Carrollton years ago. And uh, you feed one uh, hobo, and then you'd have eighteen in the back door, you know, because you know they just word of mouth they'd come in, but they're not like the people we're talking about today. They're not like the homeless people. They're not mean, you know, and that's that. I'm and and same thing with, you know, you can't pick up anybody as a hitchhiker anymore because you're afraid you get killed.
1: Right. Mm.
3: And uh, because I, my boss had that happen, and he picked up somebody and. And they killed him. So, you know, you just, you don't know anymore. It's so sad. I, I don't know. The, everything is just getting so out of killed. I just don't know what everybody's going to do. And and the thing is, a lot of these people that are homeless now had problems when they were young, but they never were corrected.
1: Barb, it's always good to hear your wisdom and your voice. Thank you for calling in.
3: You, you, you have a great holiday and be safe. You, you too. You,
1: you have a Merry you Christmas. Too, okay,
5: bye. All right. Be good. Bye-bye. I don't know why I can't put her on hold. Okay. Uh, Jim in Sibley. Jim, good afternoon. Hi. Hi, gang. Uh, Yeah, a couple of years ago, I called
9: about this uh, when you were on the subject again, and uh, I had seen a special. It's out on YouTube. It's from KOMO, K-O-M-O, out of Seattle, and it's called Seattle is Dying. It's about an hour-long documentary about their homeless situation and it it ended with somewhat of a hopeful note in that of all places, Rhode Island seems to identify their problem as a drug problem. They have a nice facility. They are locked down. They're forced to go to group meetings and the counseling, everything. They realize a few percentage, it won't help them. They may have to be locked away. But uh, they do have a whole suite of drugs now. We used to – of course, when I was a teenager, I would hear about methadone. There's a whole suite of drugs uh, that are prescribed, and it's given to these people like it's a daily medication because their addiction problems are so strong. Uh, and that keeps them off the street, keeps them out of illegal drugs. And uh, it, it was really a good documentary. It was hard to see the front part of it. yeah. But so many of these individuals are tied to petty crimes, for their drug habits. And, you know, it's there's, a, of course, a few bad luck stories out there where people have fallen through the cracks. But largely, it's a drug problem.
5: Tr- true, but that, that same KOMO story would tell you that they spent $100,000 per, per person and still were not able to solve the homeless problem in Seattle. I mean, this has become a multi-million dollar problem that they cannot solve, no matter what. Lisa in Independence. Lisa, good afternoon. Hi.
1: Hi. Hello. Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas to you. And you go ahead. Thank you. I was just going to
4: weigh in um, on several of your callers. We also have had, we have in Independence quite a homeless problem. We had a homeless camp uh, about a half a mile from our house. And one evening this summer, a gentleman came up and Knocked on the door and asked me for a ride to City Union Mission, and I did decline to give it to him. Um, He asked if I could help him with some money, and I did give him some money, and he cried Mm -hmm. about it, and he left me a little gift on my front porch, which is a nice little homemade picture. Um, Also, the gentleman that called in about the homeless, and he was working on the railroads and things, some friends of ours, they have this on their ring camera. Somebody came up to the front of their house and left in their downspout a pistachio shell and two cherries and nothing else. So we didn't know, you know, when we were all talking about it, if their house was being marked for something. So um, never, I, I live in the house I grew up in, and I've just never, ever seen the kind of things going on that Wait, are going on
5: A pistachio
1: and two, like, like that's some kind of code? Don't know. Don't know, but um, he's got a picture of it. Did you say a
5: pistachio and two cherries? Yeah, that would creep me out.
4: Yeah, totally, totally.
1: Huh. What does a pistachio and two cherries mean? So you
3: know,
4: mean to I your listeners, be careful out there, and okay. um, if you can get a ring doorbell or something that will take video or something like that, you know, be sure and do it. I feel bad that, that we have so many people who are so dependent on, you know, the good good graces of other people. And we're so suspicious of that. It's a very weird time.
5: Let me ask you this. Is Is the homeless problem worse today than it was 20 years ago? I think in
1: some cities you would have to say yes. In San Francisco, you would have to say yes. Seattle, yes. Or
5: do we just start seeing it more because Mm, of the 24-7 news cycle?
1: I I, I think it exploded, Scott, after the Sackler family unleashed the opioid crisis on America. Mm, mm, I do believe mm. they got to keep at least one of their jets.
5: Uh, Alan in Bates City. Alan, good afternoon. Hi. Hey, how are y'all doing to we're this doing, we're today. We're doing well, thank you, my friend.
7: Um, this okay. I'm be I'm going to be homeless February first, and I'm a single father of a 13 year old. All right. So the guy who said that it's been homeless is going to be locked up and put away. What are you supposed to do with me? Just you know. Um, my landlord gave me an early Christmas Christmas gift and said he's not renewing I my mean, lease, but nonetheless. I won't be homeless, I'll find something because I'm determined. I've been homeless before. And it's, I've been a drug addict. I've, I've done all these things in my life. and I've grown up.
1: At and the had, time, put, Alan, let me ask you this. At the time yeah. that you were addicted and homeless, did you yeah. want the help that people reached out to suggest or provide to you?
7: Absolutely not.
1: Yeah, not that, I was and isn't that the problem? Like it just is yeah. a cycle that goes round and round because you can't force somebody to take services or help.
7: Yes, as I said, I'm a single father. My daughter's mother abandoned her on Easter to go to Topeka and Lawrence homeless camps to smoke meth. So, this conversation actually touches me pretty deep. But I don't want to see her thrown in an asylum. I want to see her get the help she needs. She's manic bipolar, like a lot of them out there. If they have issues and situations, well, or just throw them away. Forgiveness isn't allowable. You know, that's what's. Wrong with today is that no one's to forgive anybody, just cursing, them away, and that's it. I can't, can't
1: it's, do that. And right? Alan, it's it's forgiveness and it's treatment, but how to get to the place where society can provide something that those so critically addicted don't want because their brains are sick, and they're telling right. them, we, we, "I don't want help. I want to live this life." But, 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 you have but they, rights as an American. As an addict. You have rights as an addicted American. You're right, but you don't want to live that life.
5: You just don't know any better. You just don't know any better. It's that simple.
1: Alan, thank you for the call and for your honesty, and we wish you peace, my friend. 913-586-7798, 586-7798.
5: See, now I'm signing up for this Bloom website, and I have no idea what I'm signing up for.
1: I'm worried that you're going to start getting shoved into some bizarre algorithm. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. Let me just read the story, but I would caution you before you download this holiday-themed app. I'm out. We're not entirely sure that we would suggest that you download the app, but it is what it is, okay? This is from the New York Post. Flirty AI Santa, I'm going to clean this up in case there's kids in the car, wants to have dialogue with you on your cell phone. Okay? <laughs> just leave it at that. Uh, I can't read that line. Uh, festive deviance. <laughs> I'm
5: just looking at the picture you sent me.
1: Can now flirt with Father Christmas or one of his naughty elves on an audio app called Bloom, which boasts chat, and audio message capabilities. Um, If a festive character is what someone is looking for, Bloom is there to fill that need. And here's why. They have studied this. The holiday season is actually, when they studied this, the worst season for intimacy among couples. In fact, Christmas is considered one of the least sexy holidays. And let's be honest, that's probably because grandma's in town, right? Oh, maybe. Okay. So this app is some kind of lighthearted reminder for users to have fun during the holiday season in a consensual way with their loved one. Um, And by the way, since introducing this feature on Bloom in September, users have exchanged more than 6 million messages and received more than three thousand hours of voice notes from various AI personas, pretending to be Santa or a jolly elf. Um, the here's one that I can read, just one that I can read. <laughs> <laughs> you will get a text that just says, "Have you been naughty <laughs> or nice this year?" <laughs>
5: So Dana sent me this picture of the back end of a, this is a
1: Ford Explorer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what Jody did, but. So you know all of the little stick figures on the left that shows like mom, dad, child, 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 dog. dog And then you see funny ones that says, you know, my T-Rex ate your stick family. And you see Star Wars stick families. So this on the back end of
5: this Ford Explorer. (laughs) If you, if you really zoom in, there's, there's a lot of anger here. So apparently Jody did him wrong. And the stick figure family on the left side of the back window yeah. has a dad, an arrow. With a missing, there's no stick mom, figure there. Right. And then like three kids and a dog and a cat. Yeah. He has removed the stick
1: figure mother from the minivan,
5: and and where the arrow is that points down where the wife should be, it just says position open. <laughs> and then, but did you look at the oh, rest yeah. of oh, this? Oh yeah,
1: on the right is so, a, a sticker of a middle finger, and it just
5: says Jody. Jody. <laughs>
1: And then, at the top, someone who shared this meme just says, "What did Jody do?" Did you see the license plate? Yes. Uh, we cannot read the license plate or the third bumper decal on the minivan, which just simply said that he
5: likes sushi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the license plate. I don't know how he got this past the crew. Basically says blank Jody. That's impressive.
1: It's funny if it's true, but then I'm also like, do you really want to be advertising that all over town when you're the dad in the pickup line? No, I mean, come on. No, you want to talk about Aaron, your dirty laundry, because the whole world is laughing at this meme. But like, there's some PTO president somewhere that's mortified. because that's in the pickup line at school. Well, and you're having to explain to your children what that means. Why is there a naughty finger on Mr. So-and-so's car with
5: Jody in the middle of what did Mrs.
1: So-and-so do? We don't know. But the position is open. (laughs) Position (laughs) open. I feel like she's not missing in the traditional sense. (laughs)
5: I mean, I I don't feel sorry for her because obviously she did him wrong. Oh,
1: she did him wrong. Yeah.
5: But the whole van is a walking billboard for how she done him wrong. But it's like, bro, you got to let this go. Yeah. You've got to let this go.
1: (laughs) Happy holidays. You know what he needs? Hmm. He needs an AI chat with Mrs. Claus. (laughs) Well. (laughs) For $7.99 a month, by the way.
5: Wow. Wow. Hmm. And we cannot read that third bumper sticker. No, we cannot. Okay.
1: Suffice it to say, it's going to be an awkward Christmas. (laughs) There will not be a lot of gifts shared.
5: Yeah. 913-586-7798. Dan Weinbaum has the news coming up in two minutes. She is Dana Wright. He is Chris Minders. My name is Scott Parks. Don't forget, every Friday at 5, so tomorrow at 5 o'clock, We will do the airing of the Grievances Festivus Friday. Comes your way right at 5 o'clock every Friday afternoon here on Dana and Parks.
1: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online
0: anytime at
1: KMBZ.com.